Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad to be with you today. Lots of exciting things going on as we have just turned the corner into 2023. January is always a good time for things to kick off because I'm able to set my speed for the rest of the year because January is when I set my speed to high and that's where I'm going all year long. Fast, 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 lots going on. We have good things to talk about today. Sarah Sharkey is joining us from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. She will be talking to us about the latest stats and I'll be talking about the comments on those latest stats because I want to look back six months back, a year back. We're going to compare where we are today and where we are where we were not too long ago. Also joining us today, the president of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Debbie Gilmore, will be joining us. And Debbie is going to be talking to us about a couple of things. One of them is the Beginners Beekeeping Conference. It's coming up this weekend in Yarrington, Nevada. And we're talking, too, about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Samantha Allison is coming to join us, too, she has a lavender farm, and she's found a way to incorporate lavender and honey. Also with us today, Tracy Girdwood is going to be talking with us about Help Save the Bees Foundation. And finally, my, one of my favorite guests that I've had on the show before, Ray Hopper, is here to talk to us, too, about Help Save the Bees. And he's brought an interesting little box that we're going to be talking about today. We have that and much more on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. It's so sweet. The 13th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives for health and beauty. Honey tasting contest, how to take care of your bees, everything you need to get started in beekeeping. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, Yearington, Nevada. NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. I always look forward to February. Good things happen. Valentine's Day. Love all that love. Then, of course, my favorite event of the year. Peter's Vacation. It's actually the Beekeepers Conference. I call it Peter's Beekeeping Vacation. You're into Nevada, January 23rd through the 25th. So lots of stuff is happening. And people say, well, how does... Honey beekeeping and real estate go together. Well, they're both talking about real estate. It's just one is for people, one is for honeybees, and you put them all together, you have a lot of happy residents in northern Nevada. That's why I'm here, and that's why Sarah Sharkey is here, too, from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Welcome to our show, Sarah. Thank you so much. So exciting to start off the year. Last time I saw you, I think you were wearing, or one of us was wearing, a uh, Christmas shirt of some sort. 
it was it was I just could see me being doing that. <laughs> I could totally see me wearing it was a, it, did you have a good holiday? I did. Yeah. I did. Thank you. And well, how was yours? It was fantastic. Mom in law came to town. We had a ton of snow, got snowed into the house just like what we wanted. And it was really the perfect Christmas this year. I'm so happy that we had a great time. And I think most of the people in northern Nevada probably did, too, because everybody I talked to, Sarah, they've got smiles on their face. They're happy about the new year. They're hoping that things improve a little bit, though, in some areas, and one of them is in the real estate world. It seems like things have slowed down a little bit. They have. They have. And we want that. We need to have more of a corrected market, and we've been working towards that for a little bit for the couple months. Mm -hmm. And um, January and February, I believe, are going to be the same. And slowing it down, correcting our market, we're not going to have any crazy, um, you know, crashes and... Um, no major increases either. Are you getting some time to catch your breath between? I am. Except then i got to come and meet with Peter. And so he keeps me <laughs> running all the time. Just kidding. Love it. Love oh, meeting Peter, with Peter all the time. So talk, so talk. It's good. It, yeah. it, the market is um, still moving. Mm-hmm. Houses are still closing. Our right. median sales price is 519 at least. At what, um, that's where it was in December. And so we still have closings. Certainly not... Um, crazy like it was six months ago like you were mentioning Mm -hmm. and um but this is more corrected market we we still want things to be able to move we have uh, not as many listings on the market but we do have a little bit more time to choose choose what you want to buy so make sure as a buyer you're ready to go come in um you're pre-approved and ready to go looking to get your home I was afraid of people making bad decisions about a year ago, six months ago, Sarah, because people were making offers on homes that, well, they'd only seen maybe once. Some people were making offers on homes that they only saw on the Internet, but they were making offers because they had to move so fast. Otherwise, the potential buyer behind them very likely would have taken up that sale. In fact, it was in May of last year, May of 2022, the median days to contract. Seven. Seven days, one week. (laughs) In one week, you put your post, put the sign on the yard. A week later, you're in contract. It's not like that now. Where it are we not. today? Fifty-three. Fifty-three days. That was as of December. All these numbers are as of December. As of 31. December, right? Which are the last numbers that we get? But Correct. my daughter is a math student. Let me do the math here real quick. The way she taught me, it looks like about seven times more <laughs> time days um, to contract. Right than it was. Of course, the average day to contract isn't seven days. It's not even 53 days. Well, right. This is just getting, you're talking for the full contract? Or? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, days to contract, median days to contract. I mean, typically in a, in, a, in a balanced market, let's say, it's probably somewhere about 60 or 65 days. Correct. Correct. In right? a balanced market. Yeah. Correct. So it seems like we're heading that way. As opposed to have fallen and trying to get back up. We're really Correct. heading to a more balanced market from we my perspective. We are heading that way. Yeah. Heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Talk about the list price received. I know that earlier in the year, people were offering more than the home was being asked to be sold for because they wanted to make sure they got to the top of the list of potential buyers. What's that like now? So that has dropped a little bit. Um, I think it's like 96%. And so that's dropped from what it was. It was above that. It was over 100. Over 100% mm-hmm. because everything, you know, everybody was coming in with price over asking. Yeah. And um, it, it's definitely evened out. So that's a great thing. So that leads to bidding wars, doesn't it? Well, it, it had bidding wars previously uh-huh. because we had so many offers. There were so many 
um, very, let me rephrase that, so many buyers, but not enough properties to choose, you know, to make offers on. Right. And so this way we have, it balances out mm -hmm. to be able to take a little bit more time, decide what house you want and, and decide what price you want to pay for it. And, and with it, they being on the market a little bit longer, the sellers are a little bit more willing to negotiate. Uh, a lot of pressure on buyers of homes. I mean, you got to get the mortgage, you got to plan on moving, you realtor, you got to deal with the realtor and the negotiations of the transaction. Correct. Um, and so when you have added stress, like now I'm going to have to offer more than the guy is asking, now I'm going to have to close fast because if I don't get on this thing, somebody else might take it. Well, those kinds of pressures and stresses are gone, but there are new ones. There are new ones. And the new ones are, let's, let's, let's just get right to it, the one big pressure is interest, interest rates. rates. I mean, that's the one thing that is causing everything to change, but because everything else looks pretty good from a buyer's perspective until I talk to my lender. And then, of course, interest <laughs> rates are about double maybe of what they were last year, but it was an unusually low interest right. rate window that we were in. It was almost like a fairy tale. It was. And and it's just crazy. I mean, looking at where interest rates are today, I think they're like 5.75. And that's still excellent. It is excellent. It's an excellent. Mm -hmm. We just got spoiled with those 2% interest rates and everybody was so excited about them. Yeah. We're coming back to be corrected. We want a corrected market. And that's why the interest rates have gone up. Interest rates going up brings yeah. our prices down right. so that we can even out. So in a way, it's kind of a benefit to have higher interest rates because now there's not so much demand on the inventory. Now prices are backing off just a little bit. Right. We're looking for that balance there. And just so that our listeners know and our in-studio guests know, uh, the variances that you can see in interest rates. When I bought my first home in 1982, the interest rates were 12.5% on a first mortgage and 165 on a second. And I was lucky to get in. I was so excited. I got right in there. The only <laughs> big difference, Ray, now, though, prices are a lot higher. So every percentage of interest makes a much bigger difference. That makes difference. a big difference yeah. on your payments. But there's always something, yes. right? So there. I was struggling with that when I was a young man. Now today's first-time homebuyers, they have struggles of their own. But if you look at all the different lineups of data that we get, if you maneuver some of the things that you can maneuver, you, you might even see that there's more of an advantage now when the interest rates are a little bit higher than they were when they were lower and the prices were higher. We're going to talk about the other elements on the statistics with Sarah Sharkey. I want to talk about sold per square foot, how many new listings we have, how much active inventory and so forth. But I'd like to get to our next guest, Sarah. Debbie Gilmore is with us. And right. Debbie is one of my favorite people because she puts sweetness in my life. Debbie, tell people how you do that. How do you do that? Hi, Peter. It's good to be here. So uh, I met Peter um, because of bees. And um, I think the, the people that we meet through beekeeping are very sweet, very special people. Yeah. So you're just one of them. Oh, I'm talking about honey, Debbie. <laughs> you know that? I do It's know another that. element of honey. You know, the thing I love about honey is it's actually good for you. It is good for you. I mean, you, you know, you think about sweets, mm -hmm. and you think, ah, I can't eat any of that candy. You know, it's not good for my circulation. Oh, I'm getting fat. Uh, you know, whatever, right? right? But honey is in a whole, it's a whole different kind of world of sweetness. Uh, let our listeners know just a little bit about the difference, Debbie, between honey and your typical sugars, uh, fructose, corn syrup, all the other stuff. Well, basically, your white sugar is mostly sucrose, right? Mm -hmm. So um, honey is made up of glucose and fructose. So it's a, it converts to energy quicker 
than like your white sugar. So like a lot of athletes will use honey for recuperation, you mm-hmm. know, after a heavy workout. Right. Um, so that's basically the difference. Um, honey doesn't cause cavities like your sucrose will. Um, so there's, there's, and plus there's just a lot of health benefits to honey, help boosting your immune system and mm-hmm. all of that. So when I went to the bee conference a couple of years ago, Debbie, I met a gent named Ron Fezenden. He wrote a book called The Little Honey Book. That's right. Now he's a doctor and he he's is. not a beekeeper, he but is his not. book is chock full of benefits of honey. He has traveled all over the world, and all he did was study health benefits of honey, and so he has this book. And, I mean, it has literally changed people's lives. Oh, yeah. A um, uh, brother so. of mine was having trouble sleeping. I told him what I read in the honey book, take a te- tablespoon of honey before bed, mm-hmm. and you'll sleep better because of what it does to your tummy. Yeah. And he said, well, that's going to ruin my uh, my uh, teeth the situation because I brush right before bed. And I said, you know, the Dr. Fezenden said, it's actually good for your teeth and gums to have a little honey when you go to bed because of the way, the natural way, that it uh, it actually has a, uh, well, it's kind of like a, uh, an anti It has antibacterial properties. It does, Antiviral properties. It's a miracle food, it really, really is. Peter. It really is. Uh, honey is just one of those, you're right, right? A miracle food. It's magical. And everywhere I go uh, across the country now, Debbie and Ray and guests, I like to buy honey wherever I go because I like to see what it's like, looks like, taste what it's like. And, uh, and instead of uh, going on wine tours, I go, go on, on honey tours. Honey tours, <laughs> yes. Uh, Debbie, you got a guest that you invited and you brought with us today. Why don't you introduce her? Yes, this is uh, Samantha Allison. She is the owner or co-owner of Lux Lavender in Yarrington. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have quite a venture going on and um, she has acres of lavender and Ooh. propagates mm-hmm. thousands of lavender plants but lavender is a great bee plant it produces a lot of nectar produces um, a great honey but it does really well in our soils our alkali soils and it's a fairly low water required uh, plant so it's a perfect plant as far as our landscape goes and as far as our honeybees and also native pollinators so mm-hmm. um, Sammy has become the expert in lavender. So. Oh that's nice. Yeah. So Sammy uh, how many plants do you have? Um, I think we're about 10,000 plants. Wait a minute wait a minute I got a problem here I think <laughs> I heard you wrong. 10,000? Yes. How can you even count that number of plants? My uh, God! We try not to because it just <laughs> equates work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must smell really good around here. That's a lot it of does. lavender. It does. It's a lot of lavender. Yes. I bet it smells wonderful. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to, talk to be you. downwind from there. I want to talk to you about what you're going to do with that lavender and some of the opportunities. But before we do that, I do want to introduce Ray Hopper from Help Save the Bees. And Ray, you brought a guest with you today. Well, I'll let you introduce. Hi, Peter. Well, thanks for inviting us. I'm brought with me. Tracy Girdwood is one of our newer board members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy is our secretary of Help Save the Bees Foundation. Well, very nice. Hi. Welcome, Nice Tracy. to be here. Thank you. So you are, are you a long resident of Nevada as well? About 30 years now. 30 years. That qualifies you for Peter's Native of Nevada <laughs> Thank you. certificate. Uh, 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, the area has changed quite a bit. Northern oh, Nevada really has. has. But my husband was born and raised here, and he talk about changes. Uh-huh. He, he knows. He them. talks he about them. that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How all of it was farmland, and mm-hmm. you know, Meadowood Mall. Yeah. It was yeah. A big farm, and 
So right. I, I talked to a gent. He told me that the end of the city was basically Plum Lane on South Virginia yep. at one time. There were cows there. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it's just hard to believe that that was the end of the city because it's grown so much. But it tells you that people absolutely love living in northern Nevada. And we can put up with a little bit of inconvenience sometimes, a little bit more traffic, a little bit more people. But what a great place to be. We're going to be talking about all the good things going on in northern Nevada as well as the challenges in the real estate world. We want to talk about the B Conference and more with Sarah Sharkey after this quick message. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hello, I'm Yvette Clark and I've been in Northern Nevada for over 50 years and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant style eating at Early Head Start and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Many of our listeners, they're real estate investors, or they want to be real estate investors. I always recommend they talk to Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International. For 30 years, she has been helping real estate investors all across the country make great decisions when it comes time to buy, sell, and start becoming a real estate investor. And you might ask yourself, well, who are some of those investors that she's talked to? Well, one of them is a gent named Robert Kiyosaki. Wrote a great book in the late 90s called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And from there, the world has taken off for Robert Kiyosaki. He is one of the top financial advisors in the world. And he got his start first by coming here to visit with Sherry Hill and the late C.W. Allen, owners of Sage International, to launch his and their career. Sage International. Get all the information. Find out how it can help you by visiting the website, sageintl.com. And tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio, I've got a hive of activity. Ray Hopper is with us <laughs> from Help Save the Bees. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Tracy is with us, too, from Help Save the Bees. Samantha is here. She is with Lux Lavender in northern Nevada. Debbie Gilmore is with us, too. She's president of the Nevada State Beekeepers Our Conference. Our state queen bee. Oh, she is. And Sarah Sharkey. If there's a queen in the real estate world, it's Sarah Sharkey. She's the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Let's get back and talk a little bit with Tracy. So, Tracy, help save the bees. I know you're the secretary there, but when you're an officer of any organization, you're very involved with what's happening at Help Save the Bees. So let our listeners know just a little bit about the organization, and then we'll go over some questions. Okay. Well, um, Ray, to my right, um, started the uh, foundation a couple years ago um, and acquired lots of beneficiaries, and our money goes toward all sorts of other organizations um, interested in preserving pollinators. Pollinators, so, yes. Um, 
and and not just honeybees either. Um, one of Ray's passions, if I could put words in his mouth right now, are um, native populations. Mm-hmm. And you can put those words in my mouth <laughs> any day. Yeah, I love native bees. Right. So native we have over 2,000 varieties or species of native bees in, in, in Nevada in the Great Basin. Yeah. Uh, most people don't even know what they are. Uh, besides honeybees, everybody knows what a honeybee is, but besides honeybees, we have lots of native bees that mm-hmm. uh, live wi- in the wild around here. So, Ray, I've heard about other uh, native bees. I don't know a lot about them, but I've heard about mason bee- bees. Are those some of the native bees that are near you? They are, Peter. And mason bees uh, <clears throat> come out in the springtime, and they uh, specialize on uh, fruit trees. Okay. They're a little bit bigger than a honeybee, mm-hmm. uh, but they're... They're better at pollinating fruit trees than honeybees are even. I see. I see. Uh, Tracy, so what what is it that that makes you passionate about help save the bees and pollinators? What is it? What is it that drives you to do this? Well, I became a beekeeper first and probably have, I've been keeping bees for about 10 years now. Um, But, you know, you you read about what's happening to our planet and... Um, This seemed like a way, a real grassroots sort of way, if you will, Mm -hmm. to help the planet. Yeah. Um, The benefits that bees provide, we don't have enough time today to talk Mm -hmm. about them. Um, And they're just fascinating. um, There's a great book called The Democracy of the Hive, and um, I can't remember the author, but he um, or she talks about uh, the way that that bees organize themselves within the hive mm-hmm. and the way that they make decisions in the hive is extremely democratic. It really is. Yeah. And um, that just fascinates me that yeah. they, you know, they need a little bit of our help, sometimes yeah. more than others, um, but they just do it. They you just know, do it. I haven't done any research on our founding fathers as far as beekeeping, but I almost think that there had to be some influence of beekeeping because. It is very democratic, the way the beehive works. Yeah. Debbie Gilmore, you're our beehive expert. <laughs> um, so it, it, let's, let me just go over this. In a beehive, the women are in charge. Right? <laughs> That's just like my house. A little different there. Uh, right. Very, very concerned about bringing in food, mm-hmm. uh, shelter, mm-hmm. warmth, all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. exactly what bees do. Uh, when changes have to be made in a beehive, whether it's building more comb, uh, more propolis, it's the women that are making those decisions. <laughs> it's the ladies in the beehive. Now, now I know they're they're not called ladies and gents, but they are from my perspective because I'm just learning about them. And they outnumber the males significantly. So, yep, yeah, they do all of the work. Yeah, just like on Earth, wow. it's the same <laughs> thing. And 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 Ray, I got to tell you, uh, one of the concerns I have is that the male honeybees, the male native bees, they're not quite as appreciated for some reason. It's the drones. Yeah. Yeah, the male bees are the drones. Yeah, they don't even give us a good name. (laughs) I don't know, Peter. I call them, you know, I call it Doctor One. That's that's the title I've given to all male pollinators. But you know what? Those drones are so so important inside a beehive. Yeah. Because they provide half of the genetics to the entire colony, right? Yeah. So drones are really important, even though they get kicked out in the fall. I know, I know. The doctor every single fall they kick all the male bees out of the hive, and I just 
And, and so what do they do, Debbie, when they <laughs> when they got all the mails out and they're all gone? And then no they respect. and then they need some. <laughs> well, how are they going to get more? Ooh, isn't that interesting, huh? So mm-hmm. you have a queen bee. Yeah. And she lays all of the eggs, right? And yeah. In the summertime, she can lay up to two thousand eggs per day. She has the ability to determine to lay a fertilized egg or an unfertilized egg. The fertilized egg becomes the female worker bees. Uh The unfertilized egg becomes the male or the drone. Mm -hmm. The male has half the number of chromosomes Mm. as the female bees. Mm. Interesting. Honeybee genetics. I know. Fascinating topic. Very fascinating. No Uh, time to get (laughs) deep deep into that subject, though. As much as we know know about honeybees and honeybee genetics, on a scale of 1 to 100, Debbie, Mm -hmm. how much do uh, today's beekeepers, today's uh, master beekeepers, scientists, how much do we know about bees on a scale of 1 to 100? Oh, I would say probably 10. I mean... (laughs) Honeybees are the most researched, probably, project in the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much research going on, and every day I open up my email or the news or something, and there's another segment that they have just learned about honeybees. Uh-huh. Like I vaccines. Mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just amazing what's coming out today. and. Um, you mentioned the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and we have people coming talking about all of the latest research and the things that they're finding, and um, you know, studies on nutrition and pesticides, and um, you know, nutrition and all of that. It's just, it's just amazing. So I think maybe on a scale of a hun- one to a hundred ten. Ten. Uh, I think but that, it's cre- yeah. increasing daily, right? I think that's kind of generous, at least in my house. I, I think I'm at a one <laughs> because uh, I thought I knew all the first. You know, the first year I became a beekeeper was my best year. I, I had three hives. We got 40 pounds of honey. It was easy. And I, so I said to my wife, we need two more hives. We're going to really rock it next year. <laughs> and from there on, it's been a struggle, Debbie. Challenges of one sort or another. And uh, I think when we launched in 2017, we had really good weather that year. It was really mild. We did not get an early freeze that year. I don't know what the situations were, but everything seemed to be working just like the book. And from there on, uh, it has been a struggle. But we've had weather. We'd have drought, a whole lot of smoke. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's one thing after another. Um, There are lots of ups and downs of the beekeeping world, Debbie. There's many challenges, just like everything else, like mm-hmm. even Sammy and her lavender. There's many challenges that comes with that. But, you know, um, speaking of lavender, it's such a great bee plant, and we don't understand a lot of that stuff. But Sammy working out in her lavender mm-hmm. patches, and what she is seeing, she watches the bees a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, because they... They harvest, they distill their lavender for essential oil. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me one day about watching the bees and how they approach the plants and the timing for distilling that lavender, which Mm. I found totally fascinating. We do. We we rely on the bees to tell us when the oil has come to the top of the plant, and it's a good time to harvest that plant. Mm. You want that oil to come to the top of that stem mm-hmm. so it's easily distilled. Yeah. The bees will tell us 
they get very active when that oil comes to that flower. Uh-huh. And it's the perfect time for us to harvest. It also makes the bees very sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And they are so fun to work with. Um, I used to be really afraid of bees. I didn't yeah. know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to get stung. But working with them, we just kind of shake the plant and ask them to move, and they just kind of move to the next plant. But um, when we've been out there all day and the bees have been out there all day, they they tend to love to stay out there. Mm -hmm. Um, We find them just sleeping on the stem of the lavender. Mm -hmm. It's very awesome to oh. see. So rows of bees just falling asleep on the stem of the lavender. So, hang, so one hangs from the other? Yes. Uh, Debbie, is that called festooning? Is that what that is? It Well, I don't know if that's festooning, but they do look there. They, they kind of look that's, like. That's usually um, their way of measurement. Mm. So you Inside will see festooning, like when they swarm and they find a new cavity. Mm-hmm. They festoon or they lock their legs together to measure the cavity for yeah, building beach, honey. Bee chain based, basically. Yeah. But I think this is probably very different because oh. when the lavender is blooming, it is loaded with well honeybees. you know it al- sounds like it's almost intoxicating to a degree to the bees they love it so much they get a little sleepy a little mm-hmm. docile you say yes it has the same effect on humans <laughs> so <laughs> it really does it's very calming relaxing yeah. it's a very ancient uh-huh. herb that's been used uh, but not a lot of studies yeah so a lot of things we've learned on our own especially the bees yeah. so um and they, I, they do like different varieties mm-hmm. of lavender. Yeah. So you can see them picking and choosing. And when we've harvested their favorite variety, they get a little angry. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I have to call Debbie and say, <laughs> help, they're mad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's so, we have so many out there. Um, so when they get a little angry, I call Debbie and I'm like, can you... Is there something we can do, or do I just need to wait? <laughs> Sue up. And the honeybees, the honeybees that are working on the lavender plants, are those your honeybees? Do you are you a beekeeper? No, these okay. are Debbie's. So, so Debbie, I, I let Debbie do the bees. Very nice. So I, I was thinking, you know, you've got to be a, a lavender expert as well as a beekeeping expert. Uh, that to me, that would be a whole lot of brain damage, basically, because you're, you're looking at uh, animals, creatures, and then plants and then how they interacted together. Um, It's a great help that you're getting by having Debbie to bring her bees I have a health science background, Mm -hmm. so that helps. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know all those science classes were gonna come in handy. (laughs) But they have, so, and Debbie and I have figured out a lot of new things on our own when it came to the way that bees and the lavender interact. Yeah. So it's very, um, it's different. Debbie Gilmore, it sounds to me like lavender to a honeybee is like tryptophan or turkey, turkey to a human. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is, huh? Yeah. Well, lavender does the same thing to me too. Right? Oh really? You does know, it, does a little it lavender, you sleep really well. Really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. lavender and honey at nighttime. Oh yeah, yeah. it has. It's a great combination. Yeah. What a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Um, so the lavender that you're growing, ten thousand plants, Sam. What, ultimately, what is the what what is the big goal? What are you going to do with all those plants? What are you doing? <laughs> with them? Uh, lavender has a huge market. Okay, so just so selling lavender plants? I sell harvesting. plants. Okay. We make our own handmade products. Okay. Uh, beauty products, mm-hmm. uh, bath products, and we also do a lot of culinary. Oh, for foods? Yes. For, uh, yes. So it's a great herb to so lavender cook with. Is, yeah, it's a, it's a, and to eat, mm. and it's very healthy for you. Really? So, yes. Oh. Yes. 
I'm going to have to start cooking more with lavender. <laughs> I absolutely am going to do that. I'm going to look up at some Don't lavender. Don't fall asleep on the stove. Oh, no, no, no. I only do that with turkey, right? <laughs> it sounds right? like it would be great in, like, tea. It is great in tea. Because, of course, honey is. We make a lavender lemonade. Ooh. We make a lavender tea. Doesn't that yes. sound wonderful? Yes. Yeah. Lavender yeah. lemonade yes. Yes. with honey yeah. in it. We yeah. have a lavender sugar you can put in your own tea. And I'll sell you the culinary buds if you want the whole bud to make your own tea. Mm. That's really great. Really? It's really great in, like, an Earl Grey. So, wow. yeah. And do you have a commercial website? Or I do. You, okay, why don't you give us that website? I'm at luxlavendernv.com. Lux, L-U-X, lavendernv.com. I'm going to check it out. Please do. See what we can do. I'm <laughs> encouraging our listeners to do the same. We'll continue our conversation on honeybees and real estate in northern Nevada. We've got a big beekeepers conference coming up, Debbie. Let's talk we about do. that when we come back. Okay. To you. Let's do that. Good. We'll be back after this. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. The median sales price for a home. Typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage here in northern Nevada. $519,950 from the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. A typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick-built home already in the market. This is not new construction. It's already in the market. It's not not a condo, not a townhouse. It's a standalone house. That is the median sales price. Half of the homes in the area sold for less. Half of the homes in the area sold for more. And that number has been trending downward from a year ago. We're down again 4.6% from last year and down 5.5% from the month prior. Now let's talk about closed sales. So in the last reporting period, 337 deals were closed over the prior 30 days. That's down dramatically from last year. 
down 35.4%. When I'm talking about things slowing down, they absolutely have for year to year. Now, let's talk about how many days it gets for a property to go into contract once a property is put up for sale. Back in May, it was something like seven days. Now, it's gone up to 53 days. That is up 276% from last year. This price received is one of my favorites because that really tells you where the sale to buy ratio is looking. Sellers, buyers. It was not long ago that buyers were offering more than 100% of what was being asked just so they could have a chance of winning the bid to buy the home. Sellers were getting more than they asked for when they were looking to sell a home. The list price received then was over 101, close to 102. In some cases, they have 103%. Well, today, the list price received 96.9%. That means deals are being done. People are helping buyers, and many of those people that help the buyers, they're the sellers. Maybe with seller concessions, maybe helping with closing costs, maybe with a little discount over issues that maybe wouldn't have been a big deal before, but maybe are now. Sold per square foot is another great factor to look at. $285 is what the sold per square foot number is now. That's down 6.6% from last year. How many new homes are coming up on the market? New listings, 252 in the last reporting period. That is down 16.6% from last year. So things are moving slower. More homes are on the market right now. How much active inventory do we have? 835 units. That is more than 135% up from last year. And then my favorite at the end, month's supply of inventory. Right now, we're at two and a half months' supply of inventory. Back in May of this past year, the month supply was actually more like seven days' supply of inventory. Very, very short. That, that month's supply of inventory now is up 265% from last year. Back with more after this. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. The president of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Debbie Gilmore. A couple years ago, you had two speakers that I absolutely loved, and I have their books on my desk because I bought the books from them when I was there. Well, one of the ones that I find the most fascinating is the, really the littlest book of the bunch. It's called The Little Honey Book. I wonder if that has to do with the biggest little city. This <laughs> man, he's not from here. He's from back east someplace. Ron Fezenden, MD, MPH, is a doctor that talks about the benefits of honey. His book, The Little Honey Book, Honey for Your Health, Everything You Need to Know, was written in 2017. I've got a lot, a lot of benefit from this book, Debbie Gilmore. Let me tell you, I want to let our listeners know what some of the contents of this book are. Honey for diabetes, honey for sleep, honey and your dreams, honey to combat depression, honey for gastrointestinal health, honey for the heart, honey for immune system, honey for allergies, honey to prevent cancer, honey for melatonin in the mind, honey for menopause and infertility, honey for thyroid conditions, honey for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, it's just amazing. Honey for oral care, honey and aging, 
Honey, the super fuel for exercise. Honey, the all-star super food. I feel like it's really true, Debbie. Oh, I, I know it's true. It's, I know it's, it's true. It's just so amazing. Every time I eat honey, I feel good. I never feel like I've had too many sweets. I feel a certain sense of energy. And he has talked about how it actually helps people sleep better. He recommends sometimes a tablespoon of honey just before you go to bed. It's, it's good for your teeth. It's good for your gums. It's good for your tummy. And that means it's good for your brain. There you go. Yeah. He talks about the interaction between the brain and the liver and the process that the honey plays in all of that. But, you know, people who saw him speak at our conference have said how his presentation has actually changed their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they are looking for pure raw honey all of the time because they don't go without the, the honey in their mm -hmm. lives. So. Yeah, the benefits of honey are, are incredible. So there's benefits of beekeeping. There's benefits of honey. That's one of the just one of the products that you get. His book is the Little Honey Book, but I'm sure that somebody could have written a book that would be titled the Little Propolis Book. Oh yeah, propolis is an amazing product. And it comes out of the same beehive, does it not? It does. It does. It's a resin that they collect off of um, surrounding plants, mm -hmm. and they sterilize the inside of their beehive with it. But they also seal up cracks and and crevices with it too, but um, it's very medicinal for people as well. Yeah, I know that at one of our prior conferences, there was a class on how to make propolis tincture. Uh, you gather the propolis out of your beehive, you just essentially scrape it from the edges, wherever you can find it. It's kind of like the caulking that the bees use to seal up mm -hmm. the little uh, areas that have little holes or openings and to seal the different boxes together. But when you get into a beehive and you have to remove a box, well, there it is. You can just scrape off a little and then turn that tincture into really some magical stuff. Some people talk about great health benefits that they get from using this, uh, this tincture that really is, uh, is a magical benefit, another magical benefit from the beehive. It is. So, you know, we talk about the expense, but, um, you know, you also get a medicine cabinet, <laughs> you know, along with your colony of bees. Yes. Not only the honey, but you get your medicine cabinet as yeah. well. I was at your fall picnic in Yarrington this year, Debbie Gilmore, and you always have a great crowd there of young people, parents, older people, veteran beekeepers, and you have a chance to see some action of what people do uh, with the products from the beehive. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated by what I saw this year, and so were the kids. I'm one of the kids too. Making candles, making your own candles from beeswax. And you would think, you know, I remember I heard about honey bees, bees candles when I was younger, Debbie. I thought, what, they must be shaped like a bee or they must be shaped like a beehive or something. It, you know, there was really little impact in what I thought about it. But now that I'm a beekeeper, you try to compare uh, the quality of a regular petroleum-based candle to a beeswax candle, and there is no comparison. It's really like a whole different product in the way that it looks, in the way that it smells. Even the light that comes from burning a beeswax candle is different. It is. It is. I've heard that the light from a beeswax candle helps with the seasonal you know, where you suffer from not having the sun very much while mm -hmm. staring at that flame is mm -hmm. similar to the sunshine that you would yeah. get. I heard that too. I heard that that color of that flame is almost identical to the sun. Mm -hmm. That's a natural, a natural look. And then 
when a candle goes out, when you blow out a candle, you can smell that smoke, right? The residue. Uh, it's like uh, sulfuric a little bit, and so many candles are made from petroleum. Well, when you blow out a beeswax candle, that smoke is delightful. It's mm -hmm. pleasant. It's mm -hmm. like air freshener <laughs> in a way. It has a, a really unique smell. And uh, anyway, there's so many cool things that come out of the beehive, including meeting great people. We talked about Dr. Ron Fessenden. There was another gentleman there who's an author. He came to see us from New Jersey. Came out, I mean, he's an author of a book that we love called Bee People and the Bugs They Love. Yes, yes. Isn't that a great book? I just love that book. Well, it is because the people, you see, beekeepers are different. They are. <laughs> We're not the same. I mean, we all have different <laughs> styles, right? Yep. And there's many ways, many options in beekeeping. And, yeah. And Frank is so good at explaining different styles of beekeepers and how they approach life and how they approach their bees. And yeah. It's a great book. It's great fun. Yeah, I have not met uh, really any surly beekeepers in my world. I meet so many intelligent people in the world of beekeeping. And I'll tell you, one of the things that tells me that these are intelligent people, Debbie, is because they always make it clear, even the top, top experts, they always say, I don't know everything. That's I'm right. still learning. That's right. Right? It's, a, it's kind of a mystery, but here's what we think and here's where we're going. And these experts are always willing to listen because of that. So they're always willing to listen to new beekeepers or kid yes. beekeepers or senior citizens beekeepers because there's always that chance you're going to pick up on something. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, we have um, someone coming to our conference in February who has invented um, a piece of equipment to help with swarm catching. Oh, nice. You know, so it's a lot of hobby beekeepers that are bringing things, you know, are inventing different ways to keep bees. And a researcher told me one time that, you know, it's going to be a hobby beekeeper that figures out the varora mite Probably. issue. Yep. And so, no, those researchers are listening to hobby beekeepers. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a great speaker coming this year that I want to let our listeners about from Hives for Heroes. Talk to us about that. Hives for Heroes was is a creation of Steve Heminus out of uh, Texas. And um, Hives for Heroes now is uh, in all 50 states in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what the program does is they connect beekeeping mentors with veterans and help them get introduced into beekeeping. Yeah. Um, and it's a great program. Steve is a great personality. He's also a veteran, so he's been there, done that, and he's been helping so many people. And he's coming back again in February, and I'm just so excited to see him again. He's one of my favorite speakers that uh, we have because he's fun. he is so dynamic, so much fun. And he's a veteran, and I love veterans for all that they've done and do for our country, keep us free, keep us safe. And I found out from Steve and, and some related study that many veterans, uh, they suffer from PTSD. They suffer from the stress of now not being in the service. They still have the memories, uh, lots of challenges. I found out that beekeeping is actually a great therapy for many people that have these kinds of issues in their minds, in their history. And, and no wonder, uh, even those of us who are not veterans, I, I really get my mind off of all my problems all my thoughts of challenge when I'm beekeeping because it's a, it's relaxing and it's a joy 
And I'm glad that Steve shares that with our veterans. Oh, he does. And there's also a Bees for Vet program here in Reno mm-hmm. area as well. In the, and they're a great program too. But yeah, and like we were talking before, you, you open up that beehive, there's a new energy. Mm-hmm. You become focused on you know, what they're doing, how they're communicating, what they're bringing into the beehive, if they're out of food. And all of a sudden you become focused on that and everything else in the real world just goes away. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It really does. And, you know, I love to talk to people about beekeeping. I love to invite people to become beekeepers. I feel like that's kind of a gift that I give to everybody, that opportunity, that little bit of knowledge, uh, that invitation. But it's also that, well, I give a little, when I give a little bit of honey to somebody, until you've done that, give somebody some of your honey and look at their eyes. When they get that from you, well, it's magical. Someone was telling me just a couple of days ago, a beekeeper, a fellow beekeeper says, you know what? You can give somebody 10 bucks and so be it. You give them a pound of honey and you have given them a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they are so appreciative because people are aware, like you said, they're much more aware now of the challenges of the bee. They're more aware of the benefits of honey. That's right. And they're also more aware of the benefits and the struggles that beekeepers have. So I really think there's an appreciation that we get as beekeepers it's always positive it is positive Mm -hmm. well most of the time it's positive we have issues too like brewer mites and bears and you know you know lack of nutrition pesticides Mm -hmm. all those Mm -hmm. you know but um it's all part of the beekeeping world i talked going into the break a little bit about bear keeping and the reason i did that ladies and gents is because it is fun uh the world of beekeeping but one of the challenges that some people have are believe it or not bears the bears, they want that honey. They want the larva that's in the beehives. And so if you live in an area that has bears, you're in a whole different world of beekeeping. It is possible, and it is done by avoiding contact with the bears and your beehives. How do you avoid it? Well, you prevent it. We had a speaker, Debbie, it was just a few years ago, from the Department of Wildlife, I believe. Yes. And she had video, night video, that they had taken with infrared cameras to show how bears approach a beehive, how they deal with a beehive, how they deal with a beehive that has electric fence around it. Those bears are smart. They are very smart. Very smart. Bears have been a huge issue all across northern Nevada this year. And it's been kind of heartbreaking because people who have been... Um, You know, beekeepers have to be pretty resilient because bees die. You know, the average is like 40 to 50 percent loss every year. Mm -hmm. So beekeepers have to be pretty resilient. They have to be pretty persistent. But people have different breaking points. So if you have a bear that comes in um, one year or even the second year and they get in there and some of these bears have gone past these electric fences Mm -hmm. and they just destroy all of your boxes and everything. Your bees are gone, your Mm -hmm. equipment's destroyed. Mm -hmm. So these beekeepers are thinking, well, do I want to do this again? Yeah. You know, the cost involved, but the loss of pollination services to Mm -hmm. a two mile radius around that person's apiary is Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. So we have to figure out how better to keep the bears out of our beehives. Yeah, uh, fortunately that's not an issue for me, but I know that it is for others. I encourage anybody that has bear issues to 
uh, contact Debbie Gilmore at the Mason Valley Beekeepers, and she can get you in touch with the experts that can help you with, oh, let's, let's call it bear uh, remediation, bear <laughs> elimination, or bear, bear prevention. The bears are always going to be there, but there are techniques to still become a uh, beekeeper, to be a beekeeper, and live with and around bears. Yeah. It's fascinating all that I learned at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I know that the 2023 conference is not going to be different in that regard. Any new things that you'd like to talk to us about that we might be expecting? Oh, well, we also have the bee photo contest, so okay. people are trying to sift through their numerous bee photos, so mm -hmm. we're going to do that. Um, we also are hoping to have a chef there who is going to talk about um, cooking with honey. Cooking with honey, very um, nice. And like I said previously, we have the person coming from California who's invented this new equipment for collecting swarms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have the person coming back who talked about propolis. She's going to talk about propolis oh, and other products involving pollen and honey. Mm -hmm. um, so she is coming back. Um, you had some mead tasting here the last couple of times. Are we going to have any mead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite beverages now. We have uh, two, three social hours now, Peter, oh, nice. starting on Thursday night. Oh, and yeah. we usually have mead available at all of those. Oh, very nice. Yeah, mead, if you don't know, if you've never tried it, is it's a little beverage that was uh, invented uh, eons ago in Ireland, and it's wine made from honey, not grapes. So no grapes are injured in any way in making <laughs> nope. a mead, and uh, the bees love it because they they get to they get to show what their great wares uh, have to offer to people that love to imbibe just a little bit in some uh, one of the world's most delightful beverages, mead. Check it out. You'll find that and many more good things at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up. Feb 23, 24, and 25, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Yes. in Yarrington, Nevada. It goes fast because it's so much fun. Right now, ladies and gents, I encourage you to visit the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Register for the conference, and also, please, make your hotel reservations in one of the three hotels that are listed in Yarrington so that you have a nice place to stay. And you can get to the conference really easy, and you can walk. Everything is so nice and close. But get started. Make your plans to become a beekeeper or enhance your beekeeping experience in 2023. Debbie Gilmore, I'm so glad that you've been with us today. It's been my pleasure, Peter. And, you know, thinking about first day of winter, mm -hmm. and now the days are going to get longer, yeah. all of a sudden I start thinking about my bees again, oh, and I, I get too. excited. I do, too. <laughs> I'm always a little early, though, because I think, you know, once the days start getting longer, my bees should be out. It's 12 degrees outside. I know. Right? So it's a little too I cold know. for the bees. Yes. But, no, a lot of fun. It's going to come fast. Thank you for being with us today, Debbie. Thank you, Peter. It's fun. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air every week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends, family, and bees. <laughs> We're on again <laughs> next week. Happy New Year. Yes. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? NevadaRealEstateRadio.com.